Hello, and welcome to Wounded Harmony, where we overanalyze three to five minutes of your life. I'm David Obi. And I'm Hannah. After last week, where we decided to go with maybe uh, the <laughs> genre with the least focus on lyrics, today we take a huge turn and go to maybe one of the most lyrics-focused genres, musicals. Yeah. How do you feel about musicals? I love them. I grew up with a uh, music teacher mom. So, yeah, from a very young age, we were all uh, just listening and singing to musicals. So I grew up with a lot of these. Though we were intentional about choosing more modern-day musicals for today. Mm -hmm. When I grew up with musicals, I hated them. (laughs) And I couldn't figure out why I hated them. To the point where it was just, I told everyone I hated it because people sporadically went into song and dance. To which I now figured out, it's not that, it's just... With the focus being on lyrics and not (laughs) music, there was not much for little me to listen to and enjoy. (laughs) Oh, I'm going to have fun tonight. And my chair nearly just broke. We're going to ignore that. What is the definition of a musical definition, lady? Yes, I... Definition, lady? Let's never do that again. Um, It is a play or movie in which singing or dancing play an essential part. And musicals developed from the light opera in the earliest 20th century. Okay. So, basically, musicals came out of opera, which, as your scary music teachers like to uh, scare us with, it came out of that, but it's nothing nothing like that anymore. And so we we modernize it. Yeah, opera, to my understanding, is when... It is, everything is sung and there is nothing spoken. And then musicals is where most of it's spoken. And then the songs are still an integral part of the story. But if you took them out, you could potentially still get to move on. There's like another genre. uh -uh, uh Uh-uh. We all get to a couple of our other um, uh, musicals for today. And even then, the musicals that we chose today, yes, it depends on the musical, I think. It's yeah. not so much a, a, a blank rule for that. Today we'll be talking about uh, the greatest showman song, The Greatest Show. Very, uh, it's a very clever title. Hamilton's Satisfied and uh, The Prince of Egypt, The Plagues. Ladies and gents, this is the moment you've waited for. First song, The Greatest Show, since... I didn't watch this movie. You're an idiot. <laughs> uh, I'm going to need you to direct me to what yeah. the actual story is well, with this song. Honestly, this is the opening song in the film. So you walk into the film, you sit in the, like, into the movie theater, and you sit, your, your, uh, sit in this chair, and the movie starts playing, and it's this song. It hits you off. Really? Yeah, this is the first song in the film. And it, like I think it's, this, it, this screen, is how it starts. Yeah, the screen is black, and then the, the wow comes in, and then on the, the clap bit, that's whenever the screen goes into color. So that is huh. how the movie opens. The Greatest Showman has a couple of themes into in the movie, and this song kind of like captures all those major themes. Um, so like it talks about like um, how P.T. Barnum had a dream to be, well, great, and then, like, his uh, girlfriend, then wife, uh, another thing. And then, like, having devotion to his family and then not having devotion to his family and then having devotion again. Yeah, so it's kind of like it's the first song in the film. It's, well, actually, it's also played at the end credits. But it's, it's the first song in the film. This is your introduction to the film. And it kind of, like, just captures all the themes to, to the movie. Interesting. <laughs> <laughs> 
I have a very long and very interesting oh, things of what I want to say you, about you this song. You do realize you're going to have people coming at you <laughs> hating because people like scarily love this film. That's it's fine. Uh, okay, nice to know you, David. <laughs> um, it was kind of hard for me to figure out what I felt about this song, and even as I'm going to be talking about this, I'm still going to be trying to figure out how I feel about this song. So, The Greatest Showman. To this song, there is two very distinct parts. There yeah. is the anthem part, mm-hmm. and the other part, which I'm going to call... Uh, the verses. The inspirational passion. Okay, that works too. Because I can, it's, it's more uplifting than mm-hmm. it is um, an anthem. So I feel like there's two very different aspects. So the biggest question is, do these two parts work well together? As much as they seem similar, they're not. So this has to work really well. How does the song work? It starts right away with the anthem. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's really good. I, I think the anthem is the best part of the song. Wait, you call the first bit the anthem? I call the first bit the anthem. Okay. That's what I'm, that's what I'm referring to as the anthem. Okay. Um, the kind of like pet bandy kind of feel. Okay. Where well, it's like it's one of it builds yeah. up and all that stuff. Yeah. But then the first vocals are extremely soft and extremely contrasting to this part. Yeah, I agree with that. And um, obviously, that's kind of like. The vocals are kind of starting with that inspirational passion part, and then they move into uh, the the vocals match the intensity of uh, the rest of the song, and we're yeah. still in the anthem bits. And then we get to the chorus, and suddenly it's a different song altogether. <laughs> suddenly yeah, it's I the inspirational passion. Yeah, and I I'm agree like, with that. oh, okay. And then we're back to the anthem for the second verse, and that's really good. And then we're back to the inspirational part and then it's just that for the whole rest of the song so are these parts good the anthem parts in my opinion are great the inspirational parts are passable and i'll get into why that is (laughs) and this leads me to the conclusion that i don't really like this song as an entire entity i like the parts in the song but i don't like the song as a whole there's no real attempt to blend these two different songs except the very beginning with the soft voice in contrast to the loud anthem bits. Um, other than that, there's no real attempt. It's just, oh, it's the new part now. Mm-hmm. And I feel like neither, as good as the anthem is, neither part is really developed to its full potential. Um, especially the inspirational bits. Even though they're given the most time, not much is done with them. Problems that I have with that inspirational section, um, after that anthem, uh, that first chorus, yeah. that first chorus is the pinnacle of how uh, how big it gets. Yeah. It doesn't get bigger than the chorus. There's no more buildup after that. The chorus no longer swells there, or tries to add more. There's the screaming female at the end. That. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I'm she added David. so much. <laughs> By that, I mean, there was some voice somewhere at the end of the song. Only happens once, never happens again. And it was an awful sound. It was not good singing. <laughs>
So other than that, that's basically my assessment of this song. Yeah, I do agree with, actually a lot with what you're saying. Um, the lyrics in the song, um, I personally like have a love-hate relationship with because uh, it's talking a little bit like about having this dream and working for this dream. The issue, like how even the film later on touched on this, is having the dream and then like losing sight of what else is important. And so I feel like for me, the song, because the song is all like, oh, go for your dream, go for your dream. This is like the greatest show. This is the greatest time of your life. You should just go for it and not, not think about it. And like, on one hand, you need, you need to have a little bit of caution to not, to not lose your morals and what's really mm -hmm. important. I mean, yes, have your dream and go for your dream, but don't lo lose what's also important. So for me, like, there's that weird tension that just even in the movie, um, that for me, I don't really enjoy the song as much because I'm looking through the lyrics and I'm not seeing like any kind of like any shade of hinting that like, oh, this may not be always great. I do agree with you. The the verses and then the chorus don't match because <laughs> uh, like for me, like the first the verses to me, I really find like I really get into like their like the first mm -hmm. verse of this the song and like even um, how the song opens just the wow. I'm gonna be doing that like five billion times. Yeah, um, that was good. <laughs> well, that that the woes um, to me, you you put just the woes in. Any of like if you're opening up any kind of like event and you put the woes in, everybody gets hyped really really fast and I that's impressive. And then you go into the verses and the verses are equally impressive. Now yeah I will agree that the greatest show um, bit where it's like oh this is the greatest show and then you go up the into the we light it up we won't come down those lyrics it doesn't match with the the verses. I mean I still think it's good to me because I like the verses and the. I, because I like the bits so much, I don't really care as much that it, it's not cohesive. Especially mm -hmm. since I realize that it is in the middle of a musical, and like <laughs> if you watch the the scenery and how it's staged, um, it makes sense. But yeah. <laughs> well, we're gonna have to get into rating here right about now because we've. Spent a lot of time on this one song. We still have two other songs we need to go through. Yes. <laughs> so how would you rate this song on a scale of suck to amazing? Oh, gosh. I think, I think it was wounded to I'll buy it. Um, I, on this one, I listened to it on passing. Okay. Like, I really do like the song, but it's one of those songs where if I don't want to be hyped, I'm not listening to this song. If I want to be hyped, which isn't mm. very often, I would listen to this song. The thing with me is sometimes it, all it really takes is one good part for me to really enjoy the song. Like you if liked the, rest the verses. Of, yeah, <laughs> I did like the verses. If there's one part, I can continue listening to that song and just have that one part. But in context with this podcast, what I've basically come down to is I'm going to say that I'm going to actively avoid this song. <laughs> oh, poor David. He's not a cultured soul. <laughs> all right, all right, that's what I'm talking about. Now, everyone, give it up. For this the is Satisfied by Lin-Man Miranda and Hamilton. Or maybe I should say, by, from Hamilton by <laughs> Lin-Man Miranda. There yes. we go. Yes, Alexander Hamilton wrote this yes. uh, before he did anything historically. And now we are <laughs> going through this song. 
Again, another play that I know very little about. The only thing I know about it is there's a group of people that I live with that play it way too much. <laughs> yeah, this was probably, like, I was looking at the statistics for the song, and I think this album was, like, hit, like, number three on the Billboard chart. Jeez. And, like, some crazy thing, like, it was, like, the first musical that hit that high in the Billboard chart since, like, 1969 or something insanely old. <laughs> This song, like, just to talk about how he was saying earlier that musicals, you can sometimes take some music with, and still have the storyline. This song has story to it. Mm. Um, mm-hmm. Not only, and this is one of those songs that you actually have to have the staging in front of you as well. Yeah, so it combines the music and the visual. This is like, you, you can't have the one without the other without getting confused, as David did, um, <laughs> listening to this song. It was really funny. Um, so yeah, so basically the story about behind this song is that uh, the main character, Alexander Hamilton, is getting married to this girl named Eliza. And um, Alexander Hamilton uh, had a lot of like sparks to say or are really just um, interested in Eliza's sister, Angelica. So during their wedding, um, th- it's, this is set during their wedding, Angelica gets up and starts off the song by saying, uh, a toast to the groom. And then she starts thinking about to back whenever she first met Alexander, and that was the night that Eliza also met Alexander. And so um, that interesting play, like where Alexander was like, "I love my sister, so I'm going to give my my desire for this guy up for my sister." Um, yeah, I could talk all day about this song. So it's it's a complex song. I actually really like it, even if I don't agree with all the motivations of the main characters. <laughs> If I had a hard time deciding what the last song, what my feelings are this, this song, I <laughs> completely don't even know. So I'm just going to go ahead and say I'm going to be only assessing this based off the music again, because that's who I am. David. It's an interesting song, to say the least. It is. Um, I will agree. Yeah. The biggest thing about this song is just such a huge contrast between the tone of the music and the tone of the lyrics. Yeah. Because, like, it's somewhat tragic and emotionally driven words that are up against this kind of positive and uplifting music in the background that that very confuses the heck out of me. (laughs) And I'm like, I don't know. Because, like, even even if I shut out what they're saying... I still know that something that they're saying is off compared to the rest of the it's, song. It, I think. I remember that night. I just might regret that night for the rest of my days. I remember those soldier boys tripping over themselves to win. Go, go on, David. Okay. What, what are you thinking? <sighs> Even going I... on with the sounds of this song, it's very kind of uncomfortable. Really? Yeah. Well, I mean, you have this. You have a happy heart. You have soft piano, soft violins. It's all in a major key. In contrast with fast-paced, driving vocals, tragic vocal tone, and somewhat edge and sarcasm in what she's saying. Yeah, And That's why I like the song so much, I think, because it's such a... It's a psychological look into this character. Everything. It's such a rough song to get through, but I think what kind of completely, like... Or it, it kind of what reveals this entire song to you is the last five notes. You will never be satisfied. I will never be satisfied. 
The last five notes basically tell you what just happened in this song. <laughs> I think the it's like the last word is I will, never, it's I will never be satisfied. Yeah. That's the last thing she says. And the whole song is like saying be satisfied, be satisfied. And that's where we that kind of realize this whole song is a facade. It's yeah. all all that those soft, those happy tones, it's all fake. It's fake happiness. It's a fake major chord. It's all just it's all incorrect. Yep. <laughs> and what the last notes show it, this is actually a real tragic song. Um, it's a major song that ends in a minor. Yeah. And yeah. I think. I, I'm telling you, this is an entire psychological study of this one <laughs> character and how this one character has this really great facade, but is actually really heartbroken and like, like proud, really happy for her sister, and then really heartbreaking. And it's. All this crazy interplay between all that craziness. Yeah. Like this it's whole great. this whole song I was like on edge, I was uncomfortable, I was like, I don't know if I like this song. But then like when those last five notes played, I was I kinda just perked up and my eyes went up and I just kinda felt this relief like so, like uh like this lie had just been brought off my shoulders and I now realize I know what this song's about. <laughs> I just found peace. <laughs> It was so interesting to me, and I think, I think this song's like borderline genius in how it's written and how it's yeah. Um, composed. Yeah, I agree with you. Like, um, I don't, I, I've never actually watched Hamilton or the list or listened to it or whatever, but this song came across like my Spotify like recommended playlist or ages ago, and I listened to the song and I was like, what is this? Then I listened to it again, and I was like, oh, this is from Hamilton, but this sounds really cool. I want to listen to it again. So that's that was my introduction to the song, because this song is one of those, it's a storytelling song, and it hooks you in, but it has, like, it's not, like, storytelling in a um, slow-paced, oh, I'm going to tell you a story, put you to sleep. It's a, oh, I'm going to tell you a story of my life, and I'm going to, like, knock you in the face and, like, knock out some teeth while I'm at it, and I, I appreciate that. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I'm weird, I know. Strike me. As a woman who has never been satisfied I'm sure I don't know what you mean You forget yourself You're like We're definitely um, going to have to move on to Yes, uh, yes um, Rating of this song Ooh, I just what, this song So David, is, what, yeah. what are you rating this what one? What am I rating this one? Honestly, I think I'd say I'd buy it Yep I, I listened to it on Spotify So, well so I'll listen to it in streaming. Slash That's considered buying it. To me, it's considered buying it, because I don't let's, buy it. Let's just say anymore. I'd buy it. <laughs> yeah. Okay. I uh, apologize in the head. This is going to be one of our more longer episodes. Next song is The Plagues, which... To anyone who doesn't know what that is, this is from off the Prince of Egypt, so that uh, movie slash musical uh, that came out um, a couple years ago. But it's written by Stefan Schwartz, who um, is also the guy that like wrote Wicked, like the, yeah. the musical Wicked, which we could have done a couple music from Wicked. But we're doing this instead. We're doing this instead, because it's David, and David chose this one. <laughs> um... I'm actually going to kind of switch roles here for a bit and actually talk about the story for once. <gasps> Shock. Yeah, I want to talk about um, the context of this song, and you can talk about um, the actual music if you want. Sure. We'll figure it out. 
<laughs> um, Prince of Egypt, what's this if you haven't heard of it? On the surface, it seems like it's a story that's just what you've heard in when you, if you've ever read the story of Exodus, some guy from Egypt turns out he's a Hebrew, gets cast out, comes back, says, "Let my people go according to God," and Pharaoh says, "No," and all this stuff, and then they get out the heck out of Egypt. <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm so frustrated with your, ex- your explanation, but you know what? Just, just go ahead. Just um, go ahead, David. <laughs> that, that's just a plain old surface story of this. This song, I think, is where where this telling of this story show clearly shows that it's focused on a different aspect than what most other stories are focused on. This is no longer just focused on uh, a guy trying to bring his people back. This is focused on a conflict between two brothers and two very different interests, both believing that what they are doing is right and they have to do this. How does the structure of this song go? Um, It starts with these very eerie and devastating undertones um, with the the choir and the music. It's it's just uh, destructive and it's horrific events. And then breaking out of these horrific events is uh, Moses singing All I've Ever Wanted. It's something he sung before, back when he was reminiscing about his past, back when he was trying to remember the good old times with him, his brother, his family, the people he knew. He's try- That's still trying to break out of this terrible situation, but he knows he has to stay here in this moment of time and push forward in order to achieve the goal, to set his people free. This is what he has to do, but it is at the expense of everything he's ever known being destroyed. Once I called you brother, once I thought the chance to make- And that's shown through the 10 plays still being played in the background. And it's just, uh, the emotions in this song are just so great. The absolute, like, devastation of Moses and the kind of the horror of Ramesses complemented by the terrifying chorus and the dramatic instruments. All this, I think, just builds up to a very dramatic and kind of very tragic song. You who I call brother, how could you have come to hate me so? Is this what you wanted? Do you have anything else to say? (laughs) I think you learned for like a solid three minutes about this song, and I'm just like, well... (laughs) I, oh man, this is gonna be fun. I don't really like this song. Oh, you break my heart. <laughs> I figured. Um, okay, so I remember whenever I first watched this movie, and this song always scared me. Probably because how it, uh, the choir inch it like mm-hmm. yeah, it starts like the say it the Lord, and they like repeat it over and over again, and so it's like this creepy choir of like demons almost, but it's not that. Um, yeah, this was always the song that I would skip through in the movie. Honestly, really? for, yes, yes, because it's really just I, I, I think I'm coming back to it and looking at the lyrics for this thing, and I'm like, okay, this is actually a whole lot better now that I, I'm like uh, 19 and looking at the song mm-hmm. than whenever I was like 10 and watching the movie. Because this was like whenever I was 10, this was the song I would skip. But now, like, I do see your point, like talking about how Moses is like it, it brings the human element to to this event, like, in the, um, whether you call it story, history, whatever. So it is like, once I called you a brother, 
uh, once I thought the chance to make you laugh was all I ever wanted. And then, like, here he is now, like, killing, or, or not really so much Moses. Bringing but as down the wrath of let, God letting upon Letting the wrath of Egypt. God happen, yeah. And, um, and he's like, even now I wish that God had chosen another. Serving as a foe on his behalf is the last thing I ever wanted. That's, to me, that's like an, that's a human element to the whole story. And I do yeah. like that element. Now, so I would say, like, I like Moses' bits, the, the songwriting, um, how he sings it. And then you contrast that with the choir, and I don't like the choir. You don't like the choir? I do not like the choir through the song. Oh, the choir's so good! <laughs> I love it. Like, it's just, it's creepy, and, like, I want to hear more about Moses. I don't want to hear the choir losing their mind about to death. <laughs> to me, the choir... Compliments Moses? Well, yes. No, it, does, it contrasts it. Mm-hmm. But um, the choir, to me, is just the, the power and the awestruck of God. It is his power personified into a song. Yeah, I just, yeah. <laughs> That's my interpretation. No, I, I hear you. I just disagree. Because I, I just, <laughs> on this one, this is a purely subjective, I just don't like how the choir and the, um, yeah, I just don't, it's purely subjective, I just don't like the choir and how, like, the choir is, like, going through the song. I'm shedding tears here, Hannah. I, I'm well aware. <laughs> I, I can see those tears in your eye. So we want to move on to... Uh, sure, we can rate this song. How would you rate this? Really good? Amazing? <laughs> spectacular? I... I... Don't want to listen to this. I wouldn't call it wounded, but I would maybe, in a blue moon, listen to it in passing. So what you're saying is actively avoid it. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I would actively avoid it. <sighs> <laughs> See, I go to Hamilton and I give you a bone. Yes. I'm like, hey, I'd buy this song. I, I never, I, I, I never, I conceded you. for you. I but... never asked you to do that. Hannah, I buy this song. <laughs> I'm well aware. <sighs> All right. This hurts. So, <laughs> welcome to our welcome to Wounded Harmony. Welcome. Um, <laughs> or, or, um, yeah, if welcome to Wounded Harmony. If this is your first episode with listening to us, welcome to our craziness. Um, you could always like us on wound, our Facebook page at Wounded Harmony. Um, yeah, and you could always subscribe or comment on our podcast. And We want to hear what you think about this craziness. Yeah, tell us what we're doing wrong, please. Yeah. And, um, yeah, this is Hannah. This is David Obi. And... We're Wounded Harmony. Yeah, that's us. <laughs>